English Across the Pond. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Not good night, it's not time to fall asleep. It's time to listen to English Across the Pond. This is a weekly podcast coming to you every Friday since the summer of 2016. Two and a half years, I think, is that right? I'm proud to say that I am one half of the podcast. My name is Dan and I come from England. And my name's Jennifer. I'm the other half and I come from the United States. We are two native English speakers. Together we have over 35 years of English teaching experience and every week, every Friday, we bring you a podcast made with love just for you to help improve your English. And we pick a topic every week and we chat about it to give you a natural conversation, new expressions, new vocabulary, all the English you need for the 21st century. And this week's topic is risk. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Risk. So, first question, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken in your whole life, Jennifer, from oh, America? for real? That is what you're starting out with? <sighs> this early in the game, just yeah. not giving me a chance to warm up? Yeah. Hmm. This shows just how spontaneous mm. our conversations are. Mm. I'm going to use this as an opportunity. I'm going to use this as a teaching moment. Oh. So sometimes somebody will ask you a question. And even if you're a native English mm. speaker, you're kind of caught off guard. <gasps> you're like, ooh. Yeah, I don't know. What, oh, what do I say? Mm. So you pause mm. and you think. And there's that moment of silence, right? To kind of think about it. Mm. And so I think that's important to remind uh, English learners that no one wants to pause. No one mm. wants to like take a break. So mm. they want to just be fluent and keep going. So breaks are okay. Mm, good. Now that I've bought time. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, you bought yourself a lot of time there, didn't you? Very clever. <laughs> so, so, I mean, a, a risk I think could be when I left my job in a school, a, a fixed full-time teaching income. Mm, yeah, yeah. To put all my Huge. my eggs in the entrepreneur basket. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, when we moved to Arizona from California to Arizona, obviously I had to leave my teaching job at the school, and I didn't look for a new teaching job wow. in Arizona. I really dedicated time to online English teaching. Which uh, several months later, this podcast started. Mm. Um, you know, other things with, you know, English outside the box mm. grew and did whatever it did, you know. So that was a big risk and something I was very proud of. Yeah, and, and, and rightly so. If I can kind of drill down into that a little bit, I think that people, before these things happened, so before that you went solo and became a solopreneur, you were thinking about it. And I often think that the fear 
is greater when you're thinking about it and when you're actually doing it it's just a thing so you're not afraid of it because you're doing it does that is that true for you do you think or was that yeah Mm. well yeah because when you're actually doing it whatever it may be your mind isn't focused on oh my gosh what's going to happen if i do this because you're doing it so then your mind's focused on like oh my gosh i'm doing it and look at all this cool stuff happening or scary stuff or whatever stuff happening yeah some some kind of stuff some kind of stuff happens. Mm. Yeah. So th- the biggest way to be afraid is to continue not to do something because the fear just grows and grows and grows until you kind of can't even breathe. I feel like we've talked about something like this in our fear episode. Yeah. And there's there's definitely a quote that exists mm. along those lines. I don't know what it is and I'm not going to Google, but <laughs> there's some kind of quote about like, being fearful and just you stay fearful by not doing it and the only way to not be scared is to face your fear and something like that yeah yeah i think another risk Mm. if i might add Mm. is moving to australia oh yeah you know so i was like okay i just graduated college i'm gonna take a little break i think i want to go like travel and live abroad and do this new experience. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And can I, if I can ask, was that in your 20s, was it? Or That was in my almost mid-20s. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, nice. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do that. You're going to give your age away. It was, only a, know. it was only a couple of years ago, Jennifer, you know. I know. <laughs> well, but actually, um, that's where I met my husband. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we started dating pretty soon after we met a couple of months and we've been together since this year. We're celebrating our 10 year anniversary of being together. Wow. Not of marriage, but of being together. So congratulations. Many moons ago. Thank you. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. How are you? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) What is the biggest risk you've ever taken? Wow. You see, I'm going to kind of flip this on its head a little bit. In a way, when I was a kid, I ended up, I spent a summer kind of working in a factory at one point. And many people said, oh, it can be a really good job. You shouldn't go to college. And, um, you know, it's a good career here for you. The people who'd worked there for a long time were very happy. And it was really good money. And I worked. I I started really early, like six or seven. But I finished at like 1 p.m. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Six or seven a.m. I thought you were saying six or seven years old for a second. Sorry. I was flabbergasted there for a minute. Okay. Though I am older than you, I'm not Victorian. I know. And in a way, the biggest, the risk that I ran was like staying there. Staying there was a risk. Doing nothing was the risk, kind of. Do you see what I mean? You... My friend, are a genius. <laughs> yeah, I see exactly what you're doing. So and I it, love it. So kind of, the biggest risk I took was listening to these people and thinking, actually, they're right. This is quite comfortable. I mean, I could stay here for a long time. And in the end, kind of, of course, I took a new risk. I took another risk. I just replaced the risk of not doing anything with the risk of doing something. And my point is, it's all a risk. Life is a risk. <laughs> yeah. It's a risk every day we walk out our front door. Yeah. 
But at the same time, we live in a risk-averse society. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I can. The biggest risk my daughter takes, the most dangerous thing she ever does, is her homework. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? There is no risk. There isn't really any risk. Um, oh, for her, yeah. I was talking about kind of this with someone who said, you know, our lives are so sort of like mapped out. So we go to school and that's... And, and, Maybe this is a good thing. I'm not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing, but we go to kindergarten, we go to preschool, we go to school, we go to secondary school, we go to college, we go to... And it's all mapped out and it's all very safe. So we live in a risk-averse society. So what is a risk exactly? Usually we kind of define a a theme in the beginning. What are we, what's our agreed definition of a risk? I'm Googling it. I've already have it in front of me. (laughs) A situation involving exposure to danger. Mm. So I have something, the possibility that something bad or unpleasant, like an injury or a loss will happen. Yeah. But, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. but if our children, we are both parents, if our children never take any risks, then they are at risk. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, like, you yeah, continue yeah, flipping it yeah, around, yeah, yeah, flipping yeah. the script. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. And it's kind of your job, mama, to introduce your beautiful boy to risk in a sort of like controlled sort of you have to let him take it's difficult isn't it as a parent it is well isn't it like the ultimate parent goal is is like teaching supporting and upbringing our children to get them ready to like go out on their own to fly the nest to fly the nest yeah and not when they jump out of the nest just to go straight down (laughs) vertically and hit the yeah. sidewalk so not giving them a chance to kind of fall or stumble or yeah. learn how to get up mm. is a risk so talk to me if you'd be so kind about um you and your, you know how can you think of an example of where he's been taking a little bit of a risk and you've been thinking oh no please don't fall over but you think i've got to let him if he's going to fall over i've got to let him fall over or can you do you go through that so you know you must do i guess well, the interesting thing is, is he's really, he's really careful. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, like, he tells me, that's dangerous. <laughs> and what All are you doing, drinking? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it, I'm like, oh, no, climb up the playground. Like, you want to climb up that ladder? No, the ladder's dangerous. Oh, wow. You know? So he has this fear of heights. So with, like, He's not really doing too much yet mm. that he could really get hurt. Mm. Like I even bought him like a scooter. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is I found it um, like for a really good deal. But it's like a scooter that's too big for him right now. It's just two wheels. So he really has to balance. Mm. But I'm just trying to get him like on it to like yeah, yeah. get comfortable with it. And he's like, no, that's dangerous. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. no, it's safe. I'm holding you. I'm literally holding it and riding it Grand with you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Where does he get? Is that, do you think, is that, I'm not, it's not a criticism, but is that from you, do you think? Or it's just well, him? I have a, I have a fear of heights and oh. as well, but 
we've never been anywhere together super high that he's seen my fear. Like I'm not scared of a children's playground. That's not that high. So, no. And I've, I've, I've always climbed up with confidence. I've been a very brave girl. Yeah. Yeah. But so I don't really know. I think some of it is inherited and it is a part of him, mm. but to kind of give some answer to your question, I really let him kind of, I try to let him roam. So we went to like Disneyland the other day Mm. and I wanted him like, I don't want him to be like, I'll, you know, stand here, be next to me. Mm. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Like he kind of explores and, and sometimes the line will loop around. So I know in like a minute I'm going to loop around and meet where he is, Mm. but I can see other parents like frantically looking around like, who is this child's parent? Mm. You know? Where like mm-hmm. I kind of like lock eyes with them and then I'll like smile like yeah he's mine you know he's cool I can I see him you know mm. I'm the I think terrible some people pa- might think I'm, that's a risk yeah sure and like you I'm the terrible parent that you that let my son out of my sight for four seconds <laughs> kind of thing. I know yeah, yeah yeah I'm like he's got he's learning like he's got to learn like sometimes there is that moment too where we were walking and I could see him but I could see where he couldn't see me. Mm-hmm. and him like looking around you know i want him to like be able to know what it's like to like have that second that feeling of like oh my god i'm lost what do i do mm-hmm. so yeah. he, he kind of figures it out yeah sure sure so he learns what to do yeah, when he, yeah i yeah. think so i think that's kind of a risk yeah maybe. sure i agree yeah i remember I mean, this he's is, young so um he is uh, i remember um this wasn't really a risk, but the first time that my daughter um, pedaled, cycled, like, round the corner, out of sight. It was sort of like a symbolic moment of, like, oh... And I knew she was going to come back. It was no problem. There was no danger around. It wasn't on a ro- on, a, on a, uh, a road with cars, but just like, wow. <laughs> She's gone. She goes. And she didn't look back was the thing. I think that was the thing that up until that point, I, I can't remember what age she was, but she hadn't looked back because the adventure was bigger than the fear of like not knowing where, that not keeping me in sight. You know, the adventure of yeah, pedaling yeah. was more exciting. <sighs> but now we've got to the stage, my daughter's 11, of uh, using knives, not like, as, and not as a like swallowing them or anything, but cooking. Like big proper cutting the vegetables knives. Yeah, and I I show her every is time. Too, is two too young for that, or <laughs> maybe a little bit too young? Yeah. Oh. Um, I show her every time how to um, cut, kind of keeping your fingers tucked in if you can. Yeah. And she's doing that, but four seconds later, I'm like, "Are you remembering to?" Do-? <laughs> oh like yeah. Some, it's well, hard. Good. That is a risk. She could cut her little fingers off, but you're making sure she's not. Yeah, I know, but I, I feel like I'm a bit of a like molly coddling, you know, wrapping her up in cotton wool. We all do the best we can. Yeah. Uh, my son's also using a knife, mm. but a butter knife. Oh, yeah. And we tell him the other ones, those are for adults, those are dangerous. So he says, that knife's dangerous. And he picks up the butter knife. Wow. This knife's not dangerous. This knife's safe. Cool. Um, true yeah, or false? It. As we get older, we take less risks. Sweeping statement. Mm, I think it just depends. Mm-hmm. I I can't answer that question. I think it's like 
I think we we stop caring as much. So in some ways we take more risks. We're like, Ugh, who cares? I'm going to do what I want, say what I want, uh, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But then I think maybe at a certain age or depending on the person, fear can creep in like, oh, I, I might get hurt. Oh, I'm too old for that. Oh, and so that dialogue of like, I'm too old for this can creep in. Yeah. So then people take less risks. And But I think as well, like, of course, um, usually when we're in our, let's say, late teens, early 20s, young adult, um, we people don't depend on us so much. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that, you know, once we go into marriage or a long-term relationship and, of course, little ones running around, then yeah. it's sort of, I think that changes things a bit because you think, well, I better not jump out of the window. Because I got to cook my son breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, sort of thing. Um, but are risks only danger? There are risks that are not necessarily dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, I don't know, if I go to Vegas and I go to the blackjack table, it's kind of risky to oh, bet yeah. my call it my son's college savings <laughs> on black. On black. Well, that's not the blackjack table, right? That's the... Oh, yeah, roulette. Sorry. <laughs> Jumping about. But, but, like, so that's risky. Yeah. And then that's, like, that That goes with the definition of, like, um, like doing something that's potentially bad or unpleasant. So, like, mm. me losing his college funds is really bad. It's not dangerous. Mm. There is maybe a kind of danger in it, but it's not the same kind of like physical danger. I mean, there could yes. be some danger, but then what we're doing is moving the word danger around a little bit because it is kind of dangerous to go to Vegas, but not in a jump out of the window kind of way. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, are you, do you talk to your daughter about risks at this age yet? Um. I think we just chat all the time. So these things sort of come up, I think, without, you know, really wanting. We don't sit down and have risk chats, you know, and go through the top 10 risks. But I think that the way that we do, it's kind of now at her age going into town with her friend and, you know, what they're going to do if something, you know, who they'd call if they need to call someone and things like that. So, yeah, we do. But we don't, I think we don't really realize we're talking about it, if that Mm. makes any sense. That's like the best kind of teaching. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas more, of course, like with a two-year-old, you're kind of, this is dangerous. You know, it's like just straight rules, isn't it? More, more. Yes. It feels mm. that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But there's no other way to do it. Nope. Nope, nope. What about risks and our dear listeners and thinking mm-hmm. about learning English? Well... I think the number, right, the biggest reason that adults have a hard time learning English is, is fear, mm. embarrassment, shame. Oh, my God, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm mm. going to sound stupid. I'm gonna, This is going to happen. This, like, futuristic catastrophizing mm. of all of these things. Like, when you think of catastrophe, something bad's going to happen. Mm. So people, I think, do associate speaking English with, with a risk. Mm. I'm going to risk sounding dumb. I'm mm-hmm. going to risk being embarrassed. I'm going to risk making a mistake. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to be brave to to take a risk mm. and apply for a job that says, you know, a minimum level of English is required and you have it, but you're, can you, can you do the interview? Ah, I don't know. You know, and like, yes, you can, and you can do it, do it. 
It's like taking risks of speaking, of applying for the job interviews, of using the English that you know you have. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. And, um, you know, maybe you will make a mistake. Maybe you will get it wrong. Yeah. But kind of, so what? And like, who cares? And, you know, move on. And there's next time. And we all will learn much more from doing something than not doing something. That's the truth. Truth. Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. So, um, as in, well, I kind of messed that up a little bit, but like if I ever could do that again, and of course there'll be another job opportunity or, or another girl or boy in the bar or, you know, someone else that you want to go and talk to, then, you know, next time you'll be, I'll have a drink before, I'll have a drink of water before I go in yeah. because my mouth is, you know, we only learn from our mistakes. I love that it went from like, teaching English or like learning English and making mistakes speaking to like talking to a girl or a guy at the bar. Oh yeah. It was just, it's just the way my mind works. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh. I would love to chat some more, but time's up already. I know. And I got to go take a risk. Yeah. I'm not going to take a risk. I'm going to do the, well, I am maybe I'm going to do the language focus. I don't know. I say it's not a risk. Who knows what's going to happen in the language focus. Ooh, who knows? <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. Take that risk. And, dear listeners, of course, be brave. And if you're ever, you know, in doubt or afraid um, about your English, you could get in touch with us if you want to and let us know. But, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Bite the bullet, my friends. Do it. Yeah, do it. And then let us know. Rather than sending us an email and saying, I'm afraid, write to us and say, I felt afraid, but I did it anyway. Yes. Hashtag. Oh, my gosh. Do it anyway. Oh my God, that's the best thing you said in this whole episode. Oh, thanks. Oh. Um, until next week. Till next Friday. Until next time. Bye bye. Take bye. risks this weekend. Yeah, take Thank a you risk. for listening. See you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Hello, welcome back. If you've been paying attention, you may have noticed that Jennifer and I used a lot of superlatives in our conversation this week, and that is what we're focusing on this week. We normally think of superlatives along with comparatives. Comparatives are used when we have two things and we want to say that one is more or less than the other. For example, my car is more beautiful than your car or my daughter runs faster than his daughter or something like that. That's to compare we use a superlative when the object, the thing that we want to describe is at the upper or lower limit of a quality. So, for example, the oldest, the biggest, the saddest. We're not comparing one with another. We're saying that one is the most or the least of this category. Forming superlatives, making superlatives, is fairly simple. We use the definite article the and we add est to the adjective. So tall, the comparative of course, taller and the tallest. T-A-L-L-E-S-T -L -L -E And big, the biggest. B-I, 
double G E S T. The reason that we double the G is the end of the adjective there is a consonant and a vowel and a consonant. Consonant B, vowel I, consonant G. If the adjective ends in the pattern consonant, vowel, consonant, then we double the final letter. So the first example was tall, T A L L. This, of course, is vowel, consonant, consonant, A L L. So we don't double. But another example of where we do double would be sad, S A D, S consonant, A vowel, D consonant. And so the comparative would be the. Saddest, S-A-double-D-E-S-T. If the adjective has two syllables, we normally do exactly the same, which is to add E-S-T and, of course, use the definite article the. So, happy, the happiest. Simple, the simplest. Busy, the busiest. Occasionally, you might see the most busy the most simple, the most happy. But it's not very common, and if you're not sure, always go for the and happiest, simplest, and busiest. If a word, if an adjective has three or more syllables, beautiful, important, and expensive, we don't say importantist, expensivist, and beautifulist, because it's just too complicated. Instead, to keep things simple to keep our speech easier we use the word most so rather than the importantist we say the most important beautifulist the most beautiful and expensivist it's so difficult to say so we don't say it we say the most expensive there are a few irregular superlatives for example the superlative of good is not goodest, of course it's best. So I'll just run through three or four. Good, the best. Bad, the worst. Little, the least. Much, the most. And far, the furthest or farthest. If you're a member, you'll have a chance to practice these superlatives in this week's grammar section of the study plan. Once again, thanks very much for listening and see you next week. Take care. Bye.